What up, Beast High? Hello, podcast listeners. It's Wildcat Minute, where we talk about High School Musical 3, senior year, one minute at a time. I'm Condra. And I'm Tyler. And today we're talking about Minute 13 of High School Musical 3, senior year. Minute 13 starts out with Troy singing, so let's make each second second last. last. And Gabrielle is looking back towards where Troy was sitting at this point. So she's like wandered off. But Troy is not following her in the way she was expecting. And ends with the last notes of the song while they're gazing lovingly at each other's eyes. Slash at the stars. They're kind of like, yeah, they're kind of doing both. They're like, he's kind of prom hugging her. Yeah. But anyway, Condor, we're in the same room. Indeed. This may make editing easier or more difficult. (laughs) A rare occasion. It's going to make the editing easier, the sound quality, eh, maybe worse. We'll see. (laughs) We've never, at at no point in our five years of recording podcasts together. We're up to six years now. It's 2023. Have we ever had a two microphone setup where we're both in the same room talking into two different microphones? Nope. Nope. We've never figured out that technology. (laughs) Mostly because it's usually one of us traveling and we don't want to lug a microphone around with us. Yes. But anyway, minute 13, we're just kind of, yeah, we're, we get to the end of the song. What's the name of the song? Right here, right now. Right here, right now, which is not, not the, the not, Fat Boy Slim song. Yeah. Not the Fat Boy Slim song from the 90s. Remember the 90s, Condra? Uh, not really. Can we just do a podcast about the 90s? Will that get more listeners? <laughs> Hey, I adore all 11 people who regularly download our podcasts. (laughs) But no, yeah, we're talking about Now or Never, the song that I was hoping would end earlier. Takes the whole minute to end, but I'm glad it ended. But I actually kind of came around in this minute and it was good again. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I want to make a correction to start the minute, though. Uh, I did upon a larger screen viewing of... The minute it is not a fish flapper friend post mounted on the treehouse, it is a shark toy. <laughs> it's in the style of a hanging fish, fish. that at a novelty restaurant uh-huh. would have batteries in it and be flapping around. Correct, but it is a shark, it not is a, a shark. just general fish. Sharks are fish, it's a rectangle square situation. Yeah. Condor, I thought you were going to apologize for denying me last episode that the treehouse was spinning. Uh, well, no, because I said I wasn't sure. Because <laughs> I'm never good with that stuff. But we do get confirmation that it is a spinning platform. No, we got confirmation last minute. You just denied it. You got confirmation. <laughs> Everyone takes their own amount of time to realize the truth. <laughs> Much like teens getting confirmed into their faith. Indeed. You have, to, you have to follow your own path. Exactly. <laughs> Maybe I was just too distracted by all of the knickknacks all around this treehouse because, oh boy, do we add some more in this minute. Yes. We add a giant bell. Are, is a bell even a knickknack? Yeah. At what size does a bell stop becoming a knickknack? It's a decorative. It's not like it's a function. It, is, it, bells, it does function as a bell, but not for the intentions that a bell would normally function. Like it's it's just there to make noise, but without a purpose. Exactly. So I call it a knickknack for that reason, because it's there to make noise without a purpose. It would be like more like a knickknack if it was like a Liberty Bell bell 
Like any recreation I mean, of the Liberty Bell is a knickknack. Yeah, but it's all nautical themed. So nautical themed things naturally, for me at least, gravitate toward knickknack. <laughs> <laughs> but what about the idea that like this bell might just be like an old bell that used to be on a boat and now has been repurposed for the decoration. For, but that I feel like a knickknack need, needs to be manufactured for the purpose of being a knickknack. Otherwise, it's an antique. It belongs in a museum. Our, our ant, I guess you can antiques have antiques are 100% can be knickknacks. You can have knickknacks that are antiques. You, but you can have antiques that are knick. I think knickknack is just like a, de- a decoration that really serves no purpose and adds a spice of flavor to to the space. What 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 are the synonyms for knickknacks? Tchotchkes? Tchotchkes. Decorations? Well, no, no, because decor any like a painting could be a decoration. A yeah. painting's not a knickknack. It depends on the painting. <laughs> I don't think any painting is a knickknack. I think a knickknack has to be in 3D. <laughs> Are you just thinking of the Pixar? No, knick-knack? I'm just saying. I'm just saying my lexical understanding of knickknack. If, if we were talking to the editors of Merriam-Webster, they'd be on my side. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm not trying to pick a fight. I'm just <laughs> people who go to dictionaries for proof aren't good people. Just saying that too. Yeah, as I'm actively trying to look up the definition. A small, worthless object, especially a household ornament. Ornament is a good word. So I would call this bell an ornament because it is not serving a function. It is ornamental. Exactly. I argue it's a knickknack. All right. Not all ornaments are knickknacks, though. No. But like Christmas tree ornaments, I think by definition are knickknacks. Yeah. Absolutely. Unless it's like just like a literal bell that you're, or like a, like the ball, light, like a light ball that you're putting on a Christmas tree. That's not a knickknack. No. That, that's a lighting accessory. Yeah, yeah. That's an accessory. accessory. <laughs> wow. We're having, we're doing so good talking about High School Musical. Ooh, ooh, I like this. Um, so Oxford uh, recommends as a synonym, piece of bric-a-brac. Ooh, bric-a-brac is good. Bric-a-brac is good. Or right. trinket. A trinket is good. All right, so yeah, so we have a bell. I like uh, how trinket implies that there's some technological aspect to it. Trinket tends to be something small. To me, trinket implies that there's like at least two pieces put together. I don't know if that's necessarily the case. It may just be. No, yeah, you're right. Okay. So we see other things as well in addition to the bell. There are shark jaws hanging from the ceiling. Yep, there's a master treehouse plan on the wall. This this is interesting to me because how long have the plans been there? Did they just leave the plans up when they were done building the treehouse? The plans appear to just be on like large paper. Yeah, I don't, maybe it's not like the plans they use. Maybe it's just like a poster it's that a he's decorative, got. But it, but it has the same design, general design as the treehouse. Maybe they bought a kit and then added on to it. How else do you get a rotating treehouse? I'm just saying leaving blank paper, like unprotected paper in the middle of a treehouse. I know it doesn't rain often in New Mexico, but it does occasionally there's rain also in New Mexico. Roof. And there's weather and like it's not it's not a perfectly sealed off treehouse. No, they, they don't even have windows. But there's a roof. I'm just saying like 
The question is, how long have those plans been there? Because if Troy's had this treehouse for like 10 years, that paper would not be in that good of a condition. If he had this treehouse for maybe like two years, if Troy and his father just finished it like two years ago. I don't think that is the case based on the implication of something in the next minute. I think the treehouse is more on the 10-year scale. Or they have not finished the treehouse like all father-son projects. They have been, it sort of got like a 75% and then. So like once a summer he brings it out in the hopes to do a little bit more of it and they yeah. bring the plans out and then they have to put it away when the, when it gets to the chillier season. And at a certain point they stopped even bringing out the plans and putting away the plans. They just left out the plans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is not to say that Troy and his father are slackers. They just like have other more important things to do. Like realistic lives. Playing basketball. And coaching basketball. We haven't talked about what Troy and Gabriella are doing at all. They're just singing. Troy kind of sneaks up behind Gabriella and like captures her and she giggles. She she gasps or like goes, oh, (laughs) I don't I don't quite under I don't know the right word. for It's like a. But there's also like a little bit of a squeal to it. Yeah, a squeal is a good word. And she and he tugs her back under the roof. And the roof roof opens. Opens. To show glittering stars above. The stars at night are big and bright. Deep in the heart of New Mexico. <laughs> Albuquerque. Yeah, so. Th- in, this, in, was, this was a jaw-dropping moment. Literally, I get a nice text message from him and he's like, the roof just opened. <laughs> what, of all, cause, because the, the treehouse... I mean, other than the spinning, which which I think we're meant to assume is non-diegetic. Yeah, no, I think that's very practical. <laughs> the trios does not give the air of being particularly technologically advanced. It's sort of slapdash. Um, we're doing a lot of like folksy words today. Knickknack, slapdash. Who knows? Compound words, yeah. But the roof, like maybe they, maybe they, maybe they put all the budget into the roof opening and then like didn't finish staining it. Yeah. In other places. Yeah. <laughs> I like in this this zoom out, we have like a weird angle where we're like shot below them looking up at the roof. I and mean, the it's stars. It's one of the more creative angles we've gotten the whole series. So. Well, no, that's why I'm pointing it out. But we also see some other stuff in the background, like a rocket ship, a sign that says beware. <laughs> yeah, it says beware, but there's no E. <laughs> <laughs> What triggers the roof opening? Assuming this is a diegetic thing that the the treehouse actually has an opening roof. What if Troy pulled her back in because there's a spot on the floor that you step on and that triggers Okay, so it's like, yeah, it's like a trap release. Yeah. But you need energy to do that. So is it, is it battery powered? Is it engine powered? Or is is he like is Troy like secretly pulling a rope <laughs> behind there, his back? Is it and like he's a going, car door creak, opener? Creak, 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 creak. Well, maybe it's like a car door opener where there's like a button he pushes in it. Yeah, so it's so like it's powered me- by something. It's yeah, mechanical. Mechanical. Yeah. It's just too smooth to be a creak, creak, creak kind of thing. I think. <laughs> I want the rope on a pulley. And then you have Chad, to. Chad's pulling it to give their. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Chad and Taylor are like underneath the treehouse, rotating the treehouse and pulling the ropes. That's why we saw them down below it. <laughs> I like this cannon. Like, now. gotta give them this magical moment. This magic moment. So we also see a helmet and a skateboard. Yeah. Lying about the treehouse. Yeah, he was a skater boy. 
She did not say see you later, boy, though. She said see you soon, boy. Exactly. And she's a theater, and there, and he's a theater boy. So. He was a theater boy. Is Skater Boy a good song to play at a wedding? This is what mm. I was thinking about the other day. I mean, it it's it is pro complicated. Would not complicated. complicated. <laughs> that's a different song. <laughs> different Avril <right>. Lavigne song. <laughs> no, Skater Boy wedding song. I think for the right demographic. I it mean, yes, could assuming be. it's like someone our age. Yeah, I think it could be because it is a. It turns into a positive song. Like these two people found each other, are supportive of each other in a good relationship, unlike this other relationship. Yeah. I think it's better than a What a Night, which I hate that that's a wedding song. <laughs> yes. We've talked about yeah, that. Yeah, we don't need to talk about that. I, yeah. I think, yeah, there's, there's, a, there's a twinge of Skater Boy that's like a little too mean to be a, a wedding song. But I don't know if most people are like really like paying that much attention to the like the 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 bite of that song. They're more just like enjoying the song for what it is. Yeah. And it is kind of an empowering song. Absolutely. I have the same sentiment about Bohemian Rhapsody and how I just don't understand the widespread use of Bohemian Rhapsody to quote pump up a crowd. We we experienced this last night and at a concert, yeah. At a concert. And for some bands, like when I saw Green Day last year. They played Bohemian Rhapsody right before they went on. Or there's a sublime- On the the speaker? On the speaker. So they did not play it. So there's a sublime cover band we see at our concert venue that we work at every year. They do the same thing. And for those kinds of bands, it makes sense. Because if you like listen to the lyrics of Bohemian Rhapsody, it's a pretty dark song. I mean, yeah, no one cares about the lyrics. No, but like you hear this- crowd of white people screaming at the top of their lungs. I'm just a poor boy. And like, mama just killed a man. Like, Bohemian Rhapsody, definitely not a wedding song. Definitely not a wedding song. It's too long, first of all. Yeah. But also, Um, sorry, it just got me thinking about- I think people are into Bohemian Rhapsody when they're like nine to 12 aged. And then when they're like, and then again, when they're like sixteen or seventeen, I was gonna say like fifty-five to sixty. I think, I think, I, I think people are like, I think for people our age, it's something that we have aged out of. But I think people our parents' age, it's just like a classic rock song. I mean, it is a that's that's rock. that's cliche in the same way that all other cliche classic rock songs yeah. are, like, like "Dream On," "Don't Stop Believing." Yeah, yeah. I just think. Like, Don't Stop Believing is somewhat of a better pump-up song. Yeah, it's it's any any time it's a song that you've heard a million times that you're not you're not gonna be that pressed if you hear it one more time, and usually it wins you over by the end anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway. Um, just just stop Bohemian Rhapsody is starting to be like, yeah, mm, it's wearing. I'm, yeah, I'm it's like, wearing. I played it in high school in a saxophone quartet, and that was cool. Yeah. Because that's like doing something totally different, different with, with it. it. Yeah. But just hearing it over the speakers. And it's not bad to hear live. It's nice no. to hear like a band perform it live like, at least once Panic, in your life. Panic at the Disco doing it. Brendan Urie's voice hitting those notes was amazing. He, I didn't, I never mind him playing it. Well, and that's, that's more up the right alley because what is Panic at the Disco yeah. but music for 12 year olds? Hey. <laughs> hey. <laughs> So, so we, we, Troy used to be a skater boy, and that's probably true. He yeah, probably did yeah. some 
skateboarding at some point. Yeah, when he was like 12. We might have Chad. even talked about this before. Yeah, yeah, him and Chad definitely seem like past skater you, boys. You can see him with the elbow guards on too. And... Uh, Troy, yes, Chad, no. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> so the song t- starts to slow down as the roof opens up. They're just kind of yeah. whisper singing to each other. We had kind of this bridge to like get us to the next chorus and then it's like the quiet, like right it's the here. quiet chorus And then back into the loud. Yeah. And the other thing I noticed throughout this minute is Troy really learned a lot from Bet On It. His hand movements. (laughs) (laughs) He's shaking his fist. He's doing the like arm out. He's like sweeping. Yeah. He he, he learned a lot. I'm proud of him. And there are good like harmonies and like matched voices throughout the song. Like um, in terms of the performances of Zach and Vanessa, like they're doing really good with what they have. Mm-hmm. I still think the song overall is not nearly as memorable as no. the other duets that they've had. Yeah. But also like, it just doesn't feel fresh anymore. Like, I don't know if this was the song from the first movie, would it hit the same way as I don't think so. Okay. Showing my cards here a little, the music in this movie does not stick out in my brain the same way one and two does. I think that's in part because I've not seen this movie as many times, but also I think at this point they're they're unfortunately running into a bit of a formula. Yeah, and unless it's the Krabby Patty formula, formula is not usually useful. What about the Coca Cola formula? I mean, or the Formula One. I was going to say like a chemistry formula and I couldn't think of a specific name for one. So or a mathematical formula. formula. Yeah, it was like the quadratic equation, but that's called equations. That doesn't quite work. So and the other thing I noticed was Troy has a patch on his shirt. His like over shirt. Yeah, it says TK. TF53, whatever that may mean. Yeah, some vintage like he got it at the military surplus store. Fishing something. <laughs> um, the main thing that happens is this in this minute is a lot of Troy and Gabriella almost kissing, but not. So, oh, so TF53. Sorry, I should look things up. It <laughs> we is, should do research and like prepare for the show. It's a naval. It's a naval forces central command. So Troy is secretly really into nautical things. We'll get this in the next minute. <laughs> but uh, so it. The TF-53 is a logistics task force that provides logistics support to the fleet. I love it when the fleet has logistics support. Absolutely. How else would Star Command help them explore new worlds? The the United Federation of Planets? Yes. Star Command is what Buzz Lightyear has. That's right. (laughs) It's okay. We're merging everything right now. Robots will come up later, too. The robot in the next minute looks like one of the robots from Star Command. So I'm kind of there. Um, Yeah, so they do a backwards hug. They're singing and, like, their faces are real close. They keep, like, coming up to each other and, like, forehead touch. Yeah. Which must be weird. The stage direction was definitely, like, make this romantic, but in the PG high school musical way. Yeah. Yeah. And don't ever kiss. You're singing a song. Yeah. (laughs) There's no kissing and singing at the same time. There is one shot from when they're transitioning from being inside the treehouse to outside the Mm treehouse where it's more of a medium close up, like, or more of just like a medium shot in general. And 
they're walking around it while the treehouse is spinning. And that is a vastly more effective use of the rotating set mm-hmm. than the like super wide where we can see their whole bodies walking around the treehouse. Yeah. Because the super wide looks, it's not super wide, it's just wide. Looks, looks very fake. Looks, looks fake and tacky. But the medium looks great. Like, mm-hmm. oh, there's this motion. It feels like a cool Hollywood. Yeah. It's like they're rotating around it instead of the set rotating for. Yeah. Okay. So I'm glad you saw that too. Yeah. Yeah, I think the camera work in this particular minute was a bit stronger, even though a lot of it was just... You had the undershot, and then you had the medium medium shot. shot. I mean, in the grand scheme, we have two of the more dynamic shots we've seen in this whole movie in this minute. (laughs) I was just saying that it was dynamic for the, the, the idea that they had this rotating set. The whole song takes place on this, like, one very small piece of set. And... They came up with the idea of rotating it, and I'm just saying it works better in the medium. I don't know if it's great. I don't know if it's creative. I would like to see what a better, more visual director did with a set like this. Like in a Wes Anderson movie, this sort of like picturesque dollhouse vibe Mm -hmm. is right up his alley. He would think of something to do with it. Honestly, some of it reminds me, I saw the Spirited Away live when it came to theaters this past spring, and that has somewhat of a rotating set where it's three sides and it just rotates depending on which background is needed. Oh yeah, that's a classic. And they move it to help them transition between scenes, and that was really cool, and like the way it was filmed was, like it helped enhance it despite it being a filming of a stage production. Yeah. No, yeah, when you have the camera, you can sneak around things that are obvious when you're watching something live on stage. Yeah. Well, that's all I got. It's it's not a... I mean, the lyrics are repetitive and it's mushy. So yeah, I have nothing really to comment about gonna, the lyrics. <laughs> we've literally said nothing about the lyrics. Um, yeah, it's just another song that's like, we're here together, we're living in the moment, we're going to make this count. Oh, boy. Never heard that one before, Troy and Gabriella. You're going to live in the moment. Okay, I'll believe it when I see it. <laughs> <laughs> well, for now, you can follow us on the social media, on the Twitter for however much longer that lasts. Yeah. Or on Instagram at Amateur Nerds. Yeah, we'll see if we make a Threads or a Blue I, yeah, Sky or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> we'll see. It took us how many years to get Instagram, so. Yeah, um, yeah follow us on Tumblr at Wildcat Minute. You can also send us an email to amateurnerdspresent at gmail.com. Yeah, tell us your favorite email server. Gmail, AOL, Yahoo. Hotmail. Hotmail. What's your favorite? Comcast. I won't assume that the one you're sending it with is your favorite. No. We need you to clarify. (laughs) Oh, Microsoft Office, whatever that one is. Oh, I hate that. (laughs) Outlook, that's what it's called. Outlook, Outlook, yeah. Special thanks to our artist, Theo Golden, at T. Golden Art on Instagram. And our musician, Joe Winslow, whom you can find at joewinslowmusic.com. I have been Condra. And I've been Tyler. We'll see you next time to find out if Troy and Gabriella ever come out of this embrace or if they just stay there standing perfectly still for the rest of the movie. You can bet on it. (laughs) 